Welcome to the Create What You Speak podcast. Join me as we have a real-life discussion on how to change your life by changing your thoughts. Remember, question everything, trust yourself, and find your truth. This week we're going to be talking about what now, <laughs> when the fake life is over and the real one begins. And I've been a lot of my friends that I've been talking to, and even myself at times, I've I've felt like I'm living a fake life. Like this life that I'm living is no longer me. And there's been awakened to so many things that I can't unsee. And when the life that you've been living or maybe that you've been striving or hustling for is no longer you, then the question is now what? And my guest this week is Makosi. She is the Royal Shaman. And we're going to be talking about this, about what now when the fake life is over, what's next? So Makosi, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Sloan. I'm really amped for today's conversation because I feel like it's something that nobody's really talking about. Like what is next after you've created quote unquote success? Right. I, I agree. And that's one of the reasons I was so excited to talk to you too. I was like, this woman is right up my alley. <laughs> she is speaking my language. So I'm going to read just a brief um, bio about you and then we're going to get right into it because we've got a lot of good stuff today. So Makosi, as I said, is the royal shaman. She's a human potential expert and spiritual ascension master. She is an authentic African shaman specializing in personal development and energetic alignment, which again is something we talk about all the time on the show. Um, Makosi helps create powerful transformations that amplify success, and she teaches individuals how to achieve limitless abundance through syner synergy for energetic alignment. Through her groundbreaking modality, Makosi teaches her clients and guides to ground themselves in the feelings of bliss, calling in the state of euphoria on a whim, regardless of external circumstances. She is a fully initiated Zulu shaman, a train trained in ancient Egyptian spirituality through the Dogon Mystery School, and she now works as a spiritual guide and authentic shaman to help serious seekers fill their highest potential mindfulness and metaphysics mastery through her groundbreaking modality, the energetics of euphoria. Sounds so awesome. All those words in there are just words that I love and that we talk about on this show all the time. So Makosi, again, welcome. So glad you're here. Oh my gosh. Let's dive right Let's in. I'm here for it. So I always like to start out with an icebreaker question. So my question for you today is what is the first CD you've ever owned? Maybe tape, CD, record, whatever, whatever that was for you. I love it. So I have a fun little story around this. Um, back when I was in fifth grade, my mom had this boyfriend. She was a single mom and she had this boyfriend that my brother and I absolutely adored. Well, he told us that if we got all A's that year, that he would buy us a CD of our choice. And they broke up and I was heartbroken because I was like, oh, you, number one, we loved him. Right. But also I was like, I'm not going to get my CD. Anyway, <laughs> He still showed up on the last day of school, even though they were broke up and took my brother and I to buy our first CD. And mine was Britney Spears' first album. And which was what? the one That was time? Oops, I Did It Again. Yeah. Oh, Oops, I Did It Again. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I, I love that. You know, I was when I was thinking about this question, I was remembering back like when I was younger and got um, this, the tapes through Columbia house, you know, you'd put a penny on a postcard and they would mail it to you. And everybody's moms are so mad because then we would get these bills later on, you know? And so it's just funny to reminisce about that. So, so that's awesome. Britney Spears. Mine actually, my first one was Def Leppard. Oh, nice. <laughs> I had it on my boom box. And I was so like, I just loved it. I thought it was so awesome. <laughs> 
Um, all right. So let's get into it. So I know I read your bio, but in your words, who is Makosi, the royal shaman? Mm, um, Makosi is a shapeshifter. So my identity is um, while still authentic, I allow space for me to embody every aspect that's a part of me, no matter what is going on externally. And, um, and so because of that, I am <laughs> the song that I sing to explain this to my son is I'm every woman. And now he like to explain his mom. <laughs> that's what he sings is I'm like every woman. Um, I'm uh, an oracle to conscious leaders. I'm a truth teller and uh, a little bit edgy, but also very lighthearted and humorous. And I am, I am who I need to be in any given moment. Yeah. Awesome. I love that. That's, uh, that's such a, uh, I love describing things in songs because I've always felt like music um, could put into words things that I couldn't express. So I love that describing yourself as that as every woman, because uh, that is something often that, you know, we, we have to do, we, we become these, um, I think sometimes, you know, like the topic of the show today, we become these fake versions of ourselves, and, and we're the woman we don't want to be right. We're, we're these versions of the woman we don't want to be, but when you can line up with yourself energy, energetically with the universe and you know what that means to you, that's a powerful place to be. Yes, absolutely. So let's talk about your journey and what brought you to where you are today. Cause I was reading, you know, about your bio and getting, um, to, understand what you do a little bit more. And you talk about you were, um, you know, what some people would call the true definition of success, right? You had it all and, but that didn't really go as planned. And so can you tell us a little bit about your journey and really how it led you to finding the power to tell the status quo to fuck off? Yeah, I, I have to give a little bit of background and just cause we'll come back to it. But as a, as a little girl, I, um, definitely had spiritual gifts or, or knowing about different things and seeing spirits, so on and so forth. Um, but I really disregarded it and kind of took it as, uh, I don't know, just a weird thing. (laughs) I didn't put a lot of focus on it for me. Um, my youth was all about, um, becoming successful because my mother was a single teen mom. And I was also raised mixed race in a very uh, predominantly white town. And there was a, a lot of challenges that came with that. And so I saw my only way out as education and, and becoming successful. So I became a high achiever, probably a little bit of a perfectionist as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, very, very young. So I ultimately decided I'm going to go to college. I didn't know what I was going to go to college for, <laughs> but I was like, I'm just going to go. I'm going to just figure it out when I get there. Right. Right. And that resulted in me changing majors a few times. And I ultimately ended up, um, deciding I'm going to go to med school. I'm going to go to med school because I'm really great in science and I'm, I'm pretty smart. And what is more successful than doctor, lawyer, right? right. <laughs> and I'm obviously not going to be an athlete because that I don't have any hand-eye coordination. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I decide I'm going to go to med school and um, 
And also on the back of that, I'm also getting two business degrees. I got a business and marketing degree at the same time as doing my projects for med school because I'm crazy (laughs) and (laughs) typical high achiever doing all the degrees and certifications. Right. Right. Yeah. And all the bases. Yep. Yeah. So while in college, um, I met my, well, now husband, and I started having a, a lot of health issues directly affecting my fertility. And so my husband and I, after a few years, we were engaged and I'm having all of these issues. And, um, the doctor told me, uh, I really think you're probably only going to have a few years. Um, if you want to have a child, I highly recommend that you all start now. And it, it was a lot of treatments. It was very difficult. I ultimately did get pregnant with this little miracle baby who I found out I was pregnant literally as they're wheeling me back for surgery to help me actually be able to get pregnant. And I, all of a sudden, like everything just changed for me because my plan was I'm going to graduate top of my class. I'm going to go to med school. That's going to be like another four years. Then I'm going to do my residency. And by the time I come out of that, I'm going to be in my early thirties and then I will have a baby. Right. Right. But life presented me with this other situation. Right. Right. Different path. Yeah. Yeah. A different path. And so I ended up having my son my senior year of college. And at this time, I'm still thinking like, I'm a superwoman. I can go to med school while with a newborn. Why not? Right. But as soon as he came, you know, I struggled for a year to get pregnant and I was on bed rest for six months out of my pregnancy. And then I ended up in the hospital again for five days right after he was born. And so there was like all of this trauma (laughs) around having him. And I knew that he might be the only one. And so I realized for me, I just could not fathom going to med school and spending that vast amount of time away from him every day. Right. So I graduated from school, two degrees, magna cum laude, (laughs) and I ended up going to work at Target as a manager, right? From med school Mm -hmm. to Target. Mm -hmm. And although for retail, it was, it was good. I was still having to drop him off at daycare every day. Right. And I, it was very unsettling to me. And I just decided I don't want this. So that was when I was presented. Um, I went to, you know, one of these in-home parties and I ended up becoming, um, a, uh, an independent consultant for, uh, pure romance, which sells relationship enhancement, you know, I'm familiar. Yes. Several of those parties myself. I am very familiar. Yes. The best kinds of parties. (laughs) And, um, I, skyrocketed to success in that company. I was in the top 2% of that company within nine months. And if anyone knows anything about network marketing or direct sales is that when you're at the top of those companies, you're getting free trips. You're, I was going to Vegas for five days, all expenses Mm -hmm. paid and designer handbags and, you know, mansion parties with the CEO and, and the celebrities that are bringing in. Right. Right. And here I am, I have really what most people define as success, right? I have a very hot 
husband. <laughs> I have this gorgeous miracle baby. We have our own house. I've got my degrees. I'm at the top of my company. I'm, I'm living the quote unquote life, but something still was missing. And even though I enjoyed what I was doing, I didn't feel like it was totally in alignment. I didn't feel like it was, um, me operating in my highest potential. It was like, I was using, um, skills that I had learned and like some things that I was good at. Right. But it wasn't the, the thing that only I could offer to the world. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so then I began asking some questions because I started waking up to what was going on in the world. And I started to, um, actually it started in my, in my origins class when I started studying different spiritual systems. And I'm like, why is the world like so divided and at war when everyone's literally talking about the same exact thing <laughs> with like a different name on it right, or just like spin on it. Right. Whatever it, suits the right. Exactly. It was, exactly. it was so dumb to me. And so I right. started really diving in more to personal development. And actually that journey had started when I was like 14, 15. Mm -hmm. So I start asking the universe these questions. Who am I? What am I here for? Yes. Right. What is my highest calling? Mm -hmm. How, how am I supposed to use my gifts? Right. And how can I be the best version of me? Mm -hmm. So the difference here, which is really important for anyone listening to this is most of us are taught that you start with questions like, how do I get blank? Right. How do right. I get $10 million business or money, the right? relationship, the how job, do I get the yeah. man? Right. Yeah. The, these questions. And once you start asking these questions and you kind of shift your paradigm, shift the way you're operating in the world. Now what you're doing is focusing on who do I need to become? Mm -hmm. right? right. Who, who am I becoming and operating from that place and allowing that to be the lead which I call your euphoric evolution. This is where instead of chasing a goal, which goals can still be very useful, but instead we're focusing on this present moment and how can I be my most expansive self right now and, and just following that. You. Right. Yes. Because when we ask those other questions, we're putting it out there, wherever there is, it's like, there is this place that is unattainable, or I don't know how to get there. I can't do it. You know, all of that stuff comes up. Well, what you're saying is when asking those, those questions as who am I, why am I here? How can I be my best version of myself? We're leading ourselves to that, right? We're not looking externally. And I, that's one thing I've realized on my journey is how much energy and effort I spent looking outside of myself for the answers. Mm. Yes. And the other thing as well about that is, um, whenever we are trying to seek outside of ourselves and structure and plan, right? We are automatically limiting the possibilities yeah. because our mind, our brain can only think in what it's, what it's seen before, right? Right. It can only copy what it's seen before, but who you're here to be has never been before. 
right? There was a one in three trillion chance that you would exist. So there's no way that you can be guided to your highest calling from your mind. You have to learn how to relinquish that control, surrender that control of, I need to know how to get there, right? And allow space that, <laughs> I, I call it like skipping to the front of the line, yeah. right? When you begin to go down your path, you will magnetize the opportunities, the people, the, um, the inspiration, the ideas, so on and so forth, that will cut you to the front of the line and allow you to experience and create literally what has never been before and is beyond imagination. Right. And, you know, I experienced this, it's been about five years ago when I changed my life, I, I completely changed it in a matter of three months. And I got really clear about what I want. I talked about it in the present moment and I wasn't letting anything stop, stop me. And during that time, I called that time of my life, like the red carpet was rolled out, right? Things just lined up. Like people got in formation and made it happen. Things that everybody kept telling me that that will never happen. You know, uh, my house that I bought, like the, the place that I had to rent beforehand, like the guy cut it like 50%. Like I didn't even ask. He just cut the rent 50%. Like, you know, those kinds of things were lining up. Like all these things, my, my mind wanted to tell me could never happen. My heart was saying, no, go there, go show up at that, do that, go here, you know, whatever it was. And when we get in that space, it's like, I still can't almost believe that that happened to me because it was so radical. And it was such an example of what you're talking about when you do that. It was and in thinking about it, even talking about it now, I'm like, damn, I did that. And sometimes I even forget that I did, but it's, it's such a different way to be and such a, um, it, it's, 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 you can feel that in your core, in your being, like you can feel that shift that thaws the ice right? Mm. Thaws that clutching that we have to things. That's, that's how it felt for me, at least. Yeah. For me, um, I love that because for me, it feels like pure freedom, right? Yeah. It feels like true freedom, not freedom that's like tied to a certain financial amount or even time, right? It transcends time. You did that in three months, right? Yeah. For me, you know, I've created a seven figure empire in less than three years, because of this, right? Yeah. And also I became a shaman this this way. I never would in a million years have thought like, I'm gonna go to Africa and I'm gonna become a shaman. Right. Even now, I sometimes don't fit in even in spiritual spaces, whether it's like new age or traditional spirituality, I don't fit in anywhere. Yeah. Um, at all. And it's been this just simply following in the present moment. Okay. What, what's next? What's my most, what feels the most expansive? What's the right. most euphoric option? And there's always, um, it's always first signaled by fear, right? Yeah. By discomfort, by, yeah. Uh, suffering. It's like the doorway because for us as human beings, um, euphoria, bliss, uh, joy, love, happiness is our natural state, right? You see a child two, three years old, unless something happens, right? They are just naturally authentic. They are fully expressed and they're just like, 
ooh, feel this silly putty, mom. You know, they're so like, that is our natural way of being. So when we experience that fear or that discomfort, it's a signal to us that there's an opportunity. I call it like an opportunity portal where if you lean into it and you step through it, you can't see what's on the other side. Right. You can't, but your higher self is saying, Hey, there's something here. This is a limit that you've created. We need you to move through that. Whether that's like judgment of yourself, shame, guilt, judgment of what other people are going to think about me, so on and so forth. And when you step through that, now you're stepping into more of who you're really here to be, who you truly authentically are. And it opens up doors. Totally. And I experienced it to me. I always described it as like a tornado. Like, Mm. like I'm in this space and I want something different. And then I'm like scared to death or I'm, you know, whatever the feelings are coming up. And then it's like a tornado, a cyclone of things. And I'm like in the air, like, I don't know what the hell is going on. I felt like a lot of the way I described, um, when I moved and changed my life that like I was free falling, like I was just falling through the air. I had no nothing to catch. It felt like I had nothing to catch me, but then I realized I had everything catching me. Right. And then you come out on the other side and you look back and it's like, wow, I did that. Like I came through that. And and once you do it, then it's not as bad. The next time you start to recognize the, the signals, like you're saying, like you recognize when the fear or the shame or the whatever comes up that, okay, this is a, this has been a wall for me in the past, but I don't have, it doesn't have to be a wall going forward. Mm. Yes, absolutely. And so let's talk about your journey as a shaman. That was something I was really interested in, in hearing you discuss and, and really like, how do you use that with your clients as well? Cause you said you're not, you don't fit in, which I think is also yeah. very interesting because, um, you know, we, uh, we don't have to fit in any way. We get to be who we want to be, you know, and that's totally okay. So when somebody yeah. tells me they don't fit in, I'm like, good, that's great. That's awesome. I love that. Like what you hear so far, take what you've learned and invest in yourself with the create what you speak Academy. Visit createwhatyouspeak.com to learn more. Now back to the show. So whenever I started following this path and asking those questions, um, that was when the universe presented a really incredible uh, sequence of just synchronicities and serendipitous things that ultimately led me into my first initiation, my first mystery school. And um, that was with the Dogon of West Africa. A lot of people don't know they're connected directly with ancient Egypt. And so I spent three years in that process, um, studying also while I was here and traveling and spending months at a time in West Africa, traveling actually, um, Mm -hmm. during that initiatic process. Um, so most indigenous systems, at least all the ones that I've come across have at their core divination as a pillar. And so divination is, is a type of reading that is not just like what, a f- what's your future, but it is a diagnostic tool. It's telling you number one, like who your soul is mm-hmm. also, um, the, the patterns that have been inherited and passed down and root causes of the issues that you're experiencing in your life. Mm-hmm. And so as a shaman, we are trained. We look at what is the root cause that is creating the manifestation of 
XYZ problem in your reality. If we address the root, we heal the root, that then resolves what is happening in your reality. So in those divinations, it kept coming out. You're here to be a spiritual leader. You're here to be a priestess. You are an oracle, like so on and so forth. And I'm like, oh, that's nice. You know, when I'm 50, <laughs> right. I'm going to do that, right? Because at that time, I have a toddler. Right. I'm still running a business from home and doing very well. Still have a husband, and my husband was traveling a lot at that time. But my health kept going downhill. And so all of that health situation was a manifestation of me not being fully in alignment yes, with exactly what I was going to ask if that's what, yeah. 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 Was, that's the signal, right? We, we, um, you know, people wanting to mask, you know, symptoms or medicate or whatever. And it's the body's way of telling you pay attention, like shaking you into like, you know, pay attention. Yes. And it only gets louder yeah. Until you deal with it or you die. Right. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah, for sure. It yeah, it does. Keeps going until you deal with what the root misalignment is. Mm -hmm. Um, so ultimately I ended up completing that initiation and I, uh, began having dreams of at the time I didn't know, but it was of my spiritual mother. I dreamed of her a year before I met her and I'm super sick one day. This is um, in 2017 or 2018. I don't remember. Um, but I'm lying in bed, super sick. And I just said out loud, I was like, ancestors, spirit guides, source, like whoever is listening. Yeah. I'm fed up. I am done feeling like this. I can't function. I'm, I'm miserable. I will do anything. I don't care how much it costs. I don't care what I lose. I don't care how hard it is. I will do anything. And I meant it. And as yeah. soon as I closed my mouth, my phone went bing. And so I picked it up and I looked at it and it was a message on Facebook messenger. And it was this woman and she goes, Hey, are you a healer? And I said, no, not yet, but I know that I'm called to become one. Right. Um, and she was like, huh, I just got this hit to message you. And I go and I look at her and it is the woman in my dreams from a year before. Oh, oh my God. Oh my yeah. God. I have chills. Yes. <laughs> it was crazy. And so I'm like, all right, what is this? <laughs> so ultimately that ended up with me entering into um, initiation to become a Sangoma or a Zulu shaman. And actually now my gifting has evolved to the place where I'm what they would call a Sanusi. And a Sanusi is uh, similar to like an Indian guru um, or an oracle. So we are uh, soothsayers, truth tellers, um, spiritual leaders in um, on a big level. We don't work one-on-one -on -one with people, whereas most shamans work one-on-one. -on -one. Um, if we're working with people closely, those are people who are impacting large numbers of people. Mm -hmm. um, and for me, that now looks like I work mainly with executives and entrepreneurs and um, supporting them in deconditioning and letting go and releasing all that is holding them back from stepping into their highest calling, the legacy that they're here to leave 
um, as well as supporting them in creating freedom for themselves because many of them end up creating prisons of their own making. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and um, it's also important for them to have depth of experience. So um, many of us, because we chase, our life becomes kind of superficial and surface level. And so I support them in creating that depth where um, they have deep connections and their experience is very embodied, not out in thought and uh, philosophy land. It's very grounded in the here and now and in their body. Yeah. You know, I had a similar experience when I was going through my awakening. Um, I was in bed feeling miserable, just so much pain and you know how it is. And I, my, I think my call out was somebody, please help me. Whoever it is, universe, angels, guide to whoever it is, somebody help me. And the stillness that came after that, the stillness in the air, the stillness in my body, something changed in that moment. And th that from there, I was able to get up, start functioning where I wasn't really functioning that well as a human prior and start making the decision for myself that things are going to change. But it was in that stillness that I felt and experienced all around me after I asked for help. And I had no idea who I was even asking help for. I just, it was just within me to call that out. And I, I vividly remember that in that bed. I even remember like the bedding I had in my old house because it was like, so impactful in that moment and led to a chain reaction of all completely changing my life. Yes. I love it. So our title is what now when the fake life is over, the real one begins. And like I said, at the beginning, I, I feel like everybody I talk to is just living a lie. Mo everybody. I, I'm not going to say 99% of the people I talk to hate their jobs. They're not happy in some way of shape or form, even past the job, right? It's like living as a, like a living zombie, right? Going through the motions. And it gets to that point where it's like, okay, I've invested all this time in, in education or in a job, right? Or in a something that I thought was going to be something. And now I see that thing is not, and I can't live this hustle. I can't live this fake life anymore. So for those that are listening and maybe are, recognizing that's where they are maybe for the first time within this conversation what what can you like what would you advice would you offer what would you maybe suggest somebody to do to get started to start finding their own authenticity and their own freedom really freedom is something we talk a lot about on the show too and, and a lot of that i think is freeing your mind so what what would you offer to the listeners yeah there's two key steps or secrets or whatever you want to call them, but there really are two keys that are um, the doorway to find what is in alignment for you and, and find what is authentic to your soul, like the, the depths of who you are truly. Um, the first one is your level of awareness, your level of consciousness, right? And we need this because so many of us are really operating in robot modes, yeah. hamster wheel. We are literally making decisions automatically and then dealing with the consequences and wondering why those things are happening. Right. And so right. much of it is because we're not aware in the present moment of 
what what we are actually doing and if that is truly in alignment with creating the reality that we want to see and so um later we can talk about i do have a little um free quiz that can support anyone in beginning to develop and enhance their level of awareness their level of consciousness the second piece is as you're developing that you begin to access more of your intuition and so our intuition is our connection with source spirit god our ancestors i call it our spirit squad okay it's our connection with our spirit squad and it is felt in the body mm-hmm. so most of us really struggle because we spend all of our time in thinking in worry in planning in strategizing right. so on and so forth in the future in the past that we're never present and connected in the body so right. we never hear our intuition so learning how to get into the practice of following your intuition and i highly recommend starting small um it sounds like both you and i were people who just like dove <laughs> at yeah. first in pretty much i had no clue what i was doing but here yeah. we go it's like going down a water slide or something that's how i felt you know what i mean like g- going up on each side of it like woo i don't know what i'm doing but here i am <laughs> yes i mean it works However, a lot of people their nervous system is going to freak out yep. if they just go all in. And so it does help to begin getting in the practice of listening to your intuition. Mm-hmm. Um one way that I love if if someone does not have issues with eating disorders um is intuitive eating. Getting in the practice of like taking 5 seconds before you decide what to eat, tuning in to what your body really wants and allowing your body to have it without judgment. So yeah. we have to understand um the effect on our on our physicality is much worse from the judgment of eating the chocolate yes. than the yes. actual chocolate itself, right? right. <laughs> it is right. that is compounding the problem. And so sometimes your body it's this incredibly intricate it's got like a billion organisms inside of it and each of your organs has its own intelligence and consciousness and is communicating right right it knows what it needs it knows what it's deficient in it knows what it's going to need to store so on and so forth and so i love using intuitive eating um also getting into your body. So I my favorite is dance, especially dance that moves the hips because our intuition, our gut instinct, right, lives in that area. And this is the the root is where we are grounded and connected with the earth, which is our life-giving force. It is the source of uh where we can connect to inspiration. And so sexual energy is creative energy and it all lives down in our right. in our hips right in our in our lower abdomen and so moving your hips loosening up your hips getting into your body can also assist you in beginning to really feel in your body not feel emotionally but feel in your body and noticing like 
um, when your body moves towards something or moves away from something, right? Um, These little cues, which are quite subtle, you begin to pay attention to. And as you're following them, it develops that muscle and you get bigger and bigger and bigger uh, signs or hits, right? And as you follow it, now you're being guided to what is in your highest good, in the highest alignment for you and for everyone else. Right. Yes. That's an interesting part of that, of your higher, what, uh, there was something I used to say, um, oh, it was something along the lines of for the good, for the good of myself and the good of all involved, right? Whatever I was, you know, asking for, because that is another part of it. We're not, when we talk about spirituality and, and these things, we're not talking about like, um, doing like forcing people into things or, you know, it's not, not that energy at all. This is what is the best for all involved. And when you talk, I talk about dance a lot on here. I'm, I, I love to dance. I do social dancing. Um, I was in a dance competition that was like way out of my comfort zone, but one of the best things I ever did. And what I find myself, so I do, um, Latin dancing. And what I find myself with dance is I can tell when I'm in my head because I'm trying to lead the lead. And when I let go and I follow and I can relax into it, that's when I feel my body. And I'm in, in that space that you're talking about where I'm not in my head trying to um, uh, forecast what the person is going to do next. I am moving with the energy that I'm having with this other person. And even if somebody's not a dancer, right? Standing in your living room and like, like rotating your hips or like just moving your butt dancing. Sometimes I'll dance with my dog, right? Just to like loosen up a little bit. And so it doesn't have to be some public thing that you do like a class or going social dancing or something, but that movement in the body is so important because it also, frees up that stuck space, right? That we, we experience when we, when we've lived from our head for so long. Mm -hmm. It's such an interesting, like there's so many directions we could go with this. And so I want to go back just real quick before I know we're going to come up on time here, but when we talk about that awareness and we're in that wanting to find our own alignment and step into more of the the flow of the universe, right? Because for most of a lot of my life, I felt like I was pushing against the universe. Like I was pushing back always on something. And and that's, that's definitely no way to live. Um, With the clients that you work with, what, what kind of blocks do you see that they experience and how do you help them work through that? Oh my gosh. There's, there are so many, but what's really the most interesting is um, how some of those blocks connect and, and manifest. So I mentioned that, um, our, our connect, our, uh, connection to spirit, our creative energy is sexual energy. And what's interesting is I see so many of them, um, either in hyper sexuality, hyper, um, creative energy, because that energy is very chaotic. Mm -hmm. Right. It is, it is chaotic. And so when they are, um, hyper connected and not able to focus that energy on actual creation of some sort, then it spreads and it wreaks havoc on their life. Right. Um, I don't deal with those typically I don't attract as many of those, 
more commonly what I attract are people who have, who are like hypo and have been suppressing. Right. And so those are the people who they have to push, force, hustle, fight for, um, whatever it is that they want in life because they have shame or guilt or, um, judgment of themselves and of others, right. Around their, their sexuality. Um, also we have to understand that money is a creative energy. So it also manifests in their relationship with money. It it manifests in their ability to receive. So it interrupts their ability to create connection and depth with other people, with their experience of life, because they um, are not allowing the movement of that energy. That that energy is, um, it's a kinetic energy. It's an energy that requires movement. Money does not want to stand still. And most of us try to like hoard it, (laughs) right? Instead of understanding it needs to go out and come back, go out and back. Um, and so those are some of like the common things that, that manifest as well as, um, most of the people who come to me are high achievers. Um, you know, the, most of them are like in the top 2% of yeah, they're whatever you. their field. They're yeah. You, right. Back there. They're, they're me back day. then. Yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. So you know how to handle that. Cause you were there, you've been there. Yeah. And, there. and um, you can show them the other side. Exactly. And so much of it is um, an attachment to how they think things should be or how they think they have to be or that thing other people have to be. And so it's one by one letting go of and releasing that attachment, that resistance to what actually is at this moment, because we think no, my reality should be like this. No, other people should behave like this. No, I should behave like this versus actually, who am I, right? Actually, who is this person truly? Actually, (laughs) what is the reality of the world that I find myself in and accepting it while holding space for its evolution? knowing that it is changing as soon as you look at it it starts changing right right and it's like money you know with the energy money is meant to flow right the energy that's the same with life right we're we're not we change we we flow and it's okay to change because i know that for myself um that had a lot of guilt over the years for feeling like well i accomplished this so i have to stay in this right and it's like no that 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 only kept me small it kept me doing things i didn't that i had outgrown and, um, that's a, that's another part of that, but, um, I know we're coming up on time and we could talk for hours, I think, because there's just so much of the same, um, I just feel so much the same of what you're talking about, but, um, before we go, so your style is different, right? It's, it's, um, you, you bring in that, that spiritual side. You're not afraid to talk about that spiritual side, right? That I can even remember back, um, prior to 2020, like, keeping my spiritual side separate from my quote business side, right? My analytical side. And now I don't care. I just, it's, uh, this is me. I'm finally able to, to show both sides, but um, what's one thing that you want the listeners to know about the work that you do and what you bring to your clients? 
Mm. Let me tune into what that is. Ultimately, my work is simply presenting a mirror so that they can see themselves authentically yeah. so that they can see yeah. who their highest version is. And also I sell them on the value of that. Yeah. Um, many people really struggle with seeing the value in their innate gifts, right? Even myself, I shared before, right? I saw the value in my ability to sell because I spent a lot of time and effort <laughs> trying to learn how to sell and I got good at it, but it was right, not right. my innate gifting. And so most of us undervalue our innate gifts to the point we don't even see them at yeah. all. Yeah. Well, we don't <laughs> like, think they're a big deal, right? We think it's no right. big deal. We're like, like oh, it's like, that's just who I naturally am. Right. That's who you're here to be. Right. <laughs> that's right. Stop struggling to be the other thing, right? Yes. Like be the thing that is, is the thing that you, you know, don't take for granted or maybe think isn't a big deal. That that's, that's the deal. Yes. And so through the process of that, um, what ends up being created is literally beyond your imagination. It's literally beyond what you think is possible. And so um, what I talk about is like, your what is your life beyond accomplishment? Because to accomplish something, right, you had to set your eyes on something, you had to know what it was that you wanted, and then you accomplish it. And there's a little feeling of like, yay, I did it. And you celebrate right. for a minute. But what I'm talking about is what is that thing beyond what you can even imagine? Right. That is what my clients create literally every day. Things and experiences that they didn't even know was a possibility for yeah. them begin to come in because they're magnetizing it, not because they're having to force it right happen right amazing that's that's just so amazing i um i just love talking about this um we can talk for hours but i think we're coming up on time so my guest this week has been makosi the royal shaman and as we wrap up the show what's one thing you would offer to the listeners today that they could do to really drop their fake life and start living a real authentic life where they're being true to themselves yeah i want to invite everyone listening to go take my consciousness quiz. It's completely free. And I will tell you over 70% of people who land on the page complete the quiz. It has also a little bonus activation at the end that's going to give you some insight into what to pay attention to, the tools that you can use, how you can develop in order to ascend into the next level um, of awareness and ascend into the legacy that you're here to leave ascend into the next level. Um, it, it will take you maybe three minutes and it is highly valuable and practical for your life right now. I'm a very practical spiritualist. I, I don't, I, I'm the kind of person of like, I, I don't want to just like go to heaven. I want to create heaven here. I want my life to be heaven. Why do I have to wait? I don't want to wait. Do you? Right. No, absolutely not. And you know, I think anybody listening to this who's found their way here is ready. Yes. Right? They're ready. And I think that's 
that can bring up a lot of things, but that's exactly what we talked about on the show about moving past that. So you can get to that next phase. And I describe it as what you say you want, because, you know, we're not going to, it's not, doesn't just fall from the sky in our lap, right? There's effort on our part. And so, um, Akosi, it was been, it's been such a great conversation with you. I absolutely love this. This is, um, this is just amazing. And, and congratulations on everything. Oh, thank you so much, Sloan, for having me. Um, I, I feel like we are kindred spirits and just allowing our conversation to be shared by anyone who also is in alignment with that. Yeah. Amazing. So can you let the listeners know how to find out more about you and, um, what you do? Yeah. So the best two places are either my website, theroyalshaman.com, or you can find me on Instagram at theroyalshaman. I'm also on YouTube and Facebook, but those are really like the two places that I I live the most. Okay, cool. And you have a masterclass coming up? Is that... Yes. So I've been working behind the scenes on an incredible masterclass where I've been interviewing um, some top two percenters on this very topic. What is next after you've created the status quo's version of success and how do you get there? And they're going to be sharing their secrets. Um, so I don't have a, a date. However, um, if you do take the quiz, you'll be um, on my mailing list and be first to be in the know when that's ready to come out. Awesome. All right. Well, I'll, I'll link to all that in the show notes. And again, Makosi, thank you. Uh, this has been such a wonderful conversation on now what the fake life is over and the real one begins. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much. All right. That was my interview with Makosi, the Royal Shaman talking about what now when the fake life is over, the real one begins. And if you're feeling that way, if you are feeling like you are living a fake life or maybe it's the relationship or the job or the whatever it is that just isn't you anymore. This topic of everything we talked about on the show today is worth exploring. It's worth discovering. You're listening to this for a reason. As I mentioned, if you, if you've came to this episode, you're listening to this for a reason and it's, it's worth pushing aside any fears or doubts or whatever it is that may be holding you back aside and exploring that in whatever way that is for you. I love that we talked about well, so many things and we could have talked for hours, I think, but the asking and the questions, right? Who am I? What am I here to be? How can I be the highest version of myself? Right. And we talked a lot about being in awareness, right? Living more in our body and not so much in our mind, like in the past future and, and with the wonder and the worry and, and everything that comes with that. Right. It, it takes that. It, some of this stuff, I think we, you know, we say these things, but really thinking about what that means to you. That That's really something I got out of this episode. So what does that mean to me to be in awareness and, and be present in the moment? And that's something that, that I'm going to be exploring after this episode. So I hope you enjoyed this. If you um, have any questions or comments, please feel free to contact me. My email is sloanfremont at pm.me. You can also visit my website, sloanfremont.com, and you can sign up on the right-hand side of the site there. You'll see how to um, get on my email list so you never miss an episode. And then I've got all my social media links on that sidebar as well. So that's it for this week. So stay tuned next week where I will continue to bring you real-life examples of how you can live free in what often feels like an unfree world. <music>